How was your show? Uh, fun. They're all fun. They're all good. <laughs> That's good. It's good to only have good shows. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't had one stinker in the whole the whole bunch. Like what, fifteen, twenty years? Not one bad one. Yeah, no, I've never had a bad show. Every time, every time, everything goes the way I want, and uh, you know, I, I treat it like it's a contest, and I win. <laughs> What's the prize? <laughs> oh, you know, just like I get people to clap at me a little bit. <laughs> so, at the me- end, they decide to clap. <laughs> Mild applause is really what does it for you. Yeah, a little bit. Just a, I just need a little. That's all. Because <laughs> too much, it'd go to your head. Well, I don't want to become one of those sick egomaniacs. Yeah, you know? You know those applause perverts that are out there? They're just, they only do it for the applause. I do it for <laughs> a little bit, and that's, that's it. Top five applause perverts. Number five. Go. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Clearly. Number four. Uh, Emmett Smith. Oh! The top, uh, running back touchdown (laughs) holder of all time, Evan Smith. Curveball. Yeah, you don't do that unless you're an applause pervert. Number three. Uh, that's probably gotta be, uh, with the guy, not, not, uh, Jeff Dunham, but the second puppet guy. Um... Uh, Terry Fader, that guy. He's the he's the number three applause pervert. Deep cut number two. De- uh, number two, Barack Obama. Clearly, number one. And number one of all time applause pervert was uh, that monk that set himself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> From the Rage Against the Machine album. Cover. Yeah, that's how we. Unfortunately, we all know him because of the 1992 Rage Against the Machine self-titled. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he he was in it for the applause, and we all know it. Of course. What are your thoughts on yeah. Lady Gaga's applause? The song, clearly. Um, I think that was you know that was more of a commentary than an actual you know statement no, about. She she's still maybe closeted about her love of applause. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> You are the. Expert. I mean, I don't. I I don't know her personally. I can only say that about people that I know personally, like the people that I mentioned. <laughs> so I don't want to say whether or not she has some kind of um, you know problem. What do you do when you meet one of these applause perverts and you know they have a problem and you can intervene? How do you do that? It's like a, it, it's like the. Um, so I, I took, um, I, when I quit smoking, I took this uh, pill that made it taste like shit when you smoked. Um, so it's like, it's that kind of a thing. Yeah, when someone, when someone receives applause, it needs to be from uh, somebody that makes them feel bad. So then you, you have to fill a room with the kind of people that they don't want applause from. Uh, it, and that, that means like regular perverts, like, uh, you know, sex offenders and things like that. And you fill a room with those people, then they applaud them, and it's like, ugh, this doesn't feel so good anymore. Yeah. And then that's that really changes their story, their their whole tune. There, they don't want it. Well, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta you gotta fill the room with a bunch of Jared Fogels, and then you can, uh, <laughs> and then have have them have them applaud. Uh, you know, you're Emmett Smith, and then it ends up that he's he's cured. Yes, yeah, so you're doing well. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm riding that line, man. You know, <laughs> I don't want to go over the edge here. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I had a show on Friday um, at this new part of the Kennedy Center, and I am in no way bragging. Uh, it was part of their comedy. Yes, you are. <laughs> no, this trust me, this is not a brag. Okay. <laughs> uh, not at all. And uh, we were in the Justice Forum, and call time for the show for me was 10.30 a.m. It was a 3 p.m. show because nothing screams entertainment like what I do at 3 p.m. in the Justice Forum. So Yeah, you need to be heard in, in the dark of night. Yeah. So I was there at 10.30 a.m. There's literally nothing for me to do because I was there to sound check and then sit. And yeah, it's a good few hours. Yeah, good four and a half hours of nothing, and then uh, maybe an hour of like talking to people. Anyways, the only thing I could talk to these people about the staff at the Kennedy Center was like what kind of warm up music I wanted played, and I kept demanding Metallica's and Justice for All from start to finish, and Leonard Cohen's Jazz Police because that's a song about justice to me, and I had asked. This is like the fourteenth day. The building had been open not one person requested metallica's injustice for all not one person had requested french electronic duo justice not one person requested leonard cohen's jazz police and what i wanted to discuss with you is how often do you think about the songs that play before what you do on stage um not a ton really that is very surprising to me well, okay, as far as, like, just doing comedy goes, I've, I, I have, like, okay, I made, like, a big playlist or mm -hmm. something that if I, if I go on tour or go to a venue, it's like, oh, here, just plug that in. So I, yeah. I've made that, I made that probably, like, I don't know, like, honestly, four years ago, and I, I just go with that. And then if a new song comes along, I'll be like, oh, that would be good for that. But that's about as much thought as I put into that. I have the exact same thing except for the song I want to be the I want right before I go on stage. Because we talked about this a few weeks ago with the Chappelle special. The self-seriousness of having a super serious song makes something that's supposed to be funny funny for the wrong reasons. Does that make sense? Yeah, and then or it could go in the exact opposite direction when you go to like uh, you know the Uncle Binky's Chuckle Barn and they play the Curly Shuffle before you come up, and it's yeah. like, all right, we get it. It's comedy. Okay. So there's a there's yeah, you have to. You can't do either. <laughs> you can't have the super serious or the like. Can you believe how much of a goofball this is? Well, you you guys. I mean, for but your music was written by Mannequin Men, who is a good band, who is definitely like in the line of the like the best parts of the Replacements and Frank Black solo material. It sounds very similar to what Kids in the Hall music was. Uh, yeah, we we got for we made like a, a short like um, you know pilot presentation kind of thing and they they we we asked them for their song it's called we are weird and they they let us use that um, it's perfect but then it's, it's it's really good i love that song and then for live stuff we we have like a we have like you know a lot of av component to our show so we'll always come up to a song for that it's just like built into the slideshow mm -hmm. that we have and it's just uh gates of steel by devo and that's just what we've done for the last like however many like two, three years or something. So, it, like, it, we know what we want, but it's like I haven't messed with it. I don't think about it anymore, you know? I think about the music aspect of what I do, or the music leading up to what I do, probably more than, like, anything other than the monologue, I'm thinking about the music I want on stage, which is not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe you should just be a musician. <laughs> well, that's that's what I want. I've thought more about my walk-on <laughs> song for uh, at bats and pitching than I have about how to become a major league baseball pitcher. Yeah, that's I, that's where I would stand. I think is it. That's what. So I don't know how to play baseball. <laughs> if it's I okay know with- I know I know how to like music. <laughs> If it's okay with you, I'd like to go down what you think would be the best songs for the following things. What, a song that you would use for certain types of warm-up. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And by the way, there is, an, there is a correct answer for all of We're going to do six different entrances, and there's a correct answer for all of them. It, there's one correct I, song, and I want to see if you stumble upon it. And it took a lot of years. I know that. To figure it I'm out. I'm going to get all the correct ones. I'm going to get all the right songs. Okay, so you have a comedy show. I have a comedy show. Uh, I actually play a song, kind of, that you made before mine. I have a, I have a collage theme, which is very negative land of me. And uh, I had you do a Godzilla remix to it, which means that there's yeah. Godzilla songs. Godzilla screaming with a lot of Blues Brothers and Bill O'Reilly and Mr. Rogers and, and Harry Carey announcements that's smashed together. It's not necessarily... I, I'm, I'm, that's, a, that's a great crowd to be in, in with. Yeah. Harry it's Carey, a night- Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare collage. Like, it's intentionally a nightmare collage that peaks out, that peaks the speakers, that I want it, and then it just breaks. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it. <laughs> So clearly, that's my sh- song before my show. I don't like that song, but it's very like, oh, this is your song. <laughs> what yeah, is- that's, that's, a, that's a shame that you your, your song you don't even like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to listen to that at home. It's a nightmare. But I want to create a room full of nightmares. So I'm doing a good job. So yeah, mission accomplished. What is your prefer- preferred song before a comedy show? Your entrance music for a comedy show. I think there's uh, there's an there's an entrance and exit. There's two options here, uh, but the entrance is that uh, uh, that that the Italy song, the that one. That's the uh, that's the only funny one. Um, it's 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 funny to uh, it's, so it's like it's funny to it, it lets everyone know in the audience like all right, these guys are gonna have some fun tonight. And if you're Italian, then it's just like hell yeah. <laughs> So I think it really gets Italians on our side. And oh, yeah, then, sure. yeah they, uh, But everybody else is like, this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's, what's the walk-off song? Oh, oh well, duh, it's the Layla piano exit. <laughs> it has to be like a slow, somber, a uh, lot of bowing and kissing, the, you know, blowing kisses to the crowd. And, uh, and then just like kind of hang out for like the two and a half, three minutes of the song. Um, and then when it's done, just play it again. Um, just keep going. Not too long ago, I think maybe two two live shows ago, I had um, only Eric Clapton songs before the show, and uh, oh hell yeah! Bef- right before I actually started the show, I w- it was the the acoustic version of Tears in Heaven, and I made everyone Google what that song was about. Yeah, that's a that's a, you're you're nailing how to start a show. Well, I guess it's giving yourself a hole to dig out of. Yeah. And then I think... Besides, it, you, you got your work cut out for you, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, then, no, no. Then the next song was Cocaine, and then um, I started the show. Hey, tell them to Google what that was about. <laughs> All right, moving on. So clearly, we've come to a consensus. <laughs> Eric Clapton is the best artist to play for a comedy show. Yeah. 
play, uh, you know what I have found is a good comedy song as far as like just a needle drop for like a funny bit is uh, the Eric Clapton song, It's in the Way That You Use It. Do you know that one? It's like an 80s one. The video is like him at a pool hall, like hustling at a pool hall. It's really great. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's so like a 40-year-old in the 80s. It's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's a great like, uh, like a comedy, a sketch comedy song, I think. All right, moving on. Political rally. It's campaign season. What is the song that should be played before your political rally? You, Joe McAdam. Not an applause yeah. pervert. What is the song played at the political rally? Anything by Gary Glitter. <laughs> I was because in, I, I want I want to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a record store about two weeks ago, and they have a Gary Glitter glossy photo hung up in in the store, like mm. kind of hidden. <laughs> and and I don't think yeah. the store had ever been open where that was okay. Yeah, no, he's been bad for I don't know I don't know when he got bad, but he's been bad <laughs> for ages. Yeah, this is as recent as I'm looking at my phone now, September eighth, twenty nineteen. Yeah, I like. I think he's been so under the radar. I don't think a lot of people know how how bad of a guy Gary Glitter is. I think you're right. So I think most people have no. I don't even know who he is, but. So maybe your political rally is also like a TED talk about Gary Glitter and the dangers of being an international pervert. No, 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 no. Because I, again, I want to lose. My, <laughs> my, I'll have nothing to do with. I, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about everything that I think would be like, oh, political stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then somebody like later would be like, did you hear he used Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part Two as his walk-up music? I think it's better if it's <laughs> and then it'd be like then a bunch of think pieces would be written about no, no, it. Any Gary like, Glitter song that isn't Rock and Roll Part Two. Anything that's not. So yeah, like uh, he's the leader of a gang or something. <laughs> the, I mean, it's so uh, clear that like you could kind of probably still get away with Rock and Roll Part Two. You'd be like, he's just a big sports fan. Yeah, I'm a big sports guy. He loved Jock Jam's Volume One so much, he decided to make its yeah. anthem. His anthem. Now that now that you mention that, the Jock Jams or the Jock Rock, I guess, uh, uh, CDs of the '90s probably funded Gary Glitter to go on uh, on pervert vacations. So you're going to blame the Jock Jams royalties? No, 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 no. Jock Rock. It's different. The Jock Jams was like everybody dance now. Jock Rock was like. Hold on a second. Uh, I think it's on both. Right there was like. Oh man, if he if he had crossover, then everyone is culpable in this. Okay, Jack Jams, Gary Glitter, clearly. All right, hold on a second. Jack Jams, this is important. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Jack Rock, Volume One, Rock and Roll Part Two. Gary it's Glitter, track listing. Jack Jams, track twenty, Rock and Roll Part Two. He made it on. He's the only. He's got to be the only crossover for Jack Jams and Jack Rock. It's pretty cool. Good for him. I, I doubt it. I bet Michael Buffer's Let's Get Ready. Good for Gary. <laughs> I bet Michael Buffer's Let's Get Ready to Rumble is also on Jock Rock. Uh, no, it's not. It's uh, it opens with it's a track called "End the Home of the." And I don't. I'm, I'm assuming it's just like the end of the the, the Star-Spangled Banner. Uh, and then it ends with uh, the Sports Center theme. <laughs> does the Jock does Jock Jams end with the Sports Center theme song? 
No, it ends with uh, Gary Glitter. So you, the the track list for Jock Rock, wowie, uh, real good stuff in here. Cause it's like, uh, okay, some like you know classic like uh, you know pump you up rock and roll songs like We Will Rock You or Blitzkrieg Bop, um, and then uh, things that are just like charge, let's go. <laughs> My favorite is uh, <laughs> Who Wants a Hot Dog. Yeah, who wants a hot dog right in between, um, yeah, some James Brown and uh, the song Tequila. I didn't realize Jock Rock predates Jock James by a year. I mean, that's white America for you. <laughs> well, congratulations to Gary Glitter. Let me be the first to say it in 2019. <laughs> what a feat. What a feat. And hey, you know what? And here's a big shout out to ESPN, who definitely funded... Gary Glitter making trips to Vietnam to uh, participate in child pornography, uh, and they funded all of that, and it's all because of ESPN. <laughs> Moving, this is a perfect transition to political rally. I think you nailed it with Gary Glitter. We'll get to the actual answer for all these coming up. NBA starting lineup slash NFL starting lineup. I didn't really want to focus on the NFL because it's just too much pomp and circumstance for the entire thing. It doesn't really affect anything. That the the music that they play they play onto the field doesn't even usually get broadcast. It's that inconsequential. Same with baseball, but and the lineups are too long too. Yeah, the NBA story lineup, thanks to the Chicago Bulls, thanks to that, uh, the, their Pink Floyd uh, uh, for the visitors and the classic, and now your story lineup for the Chicago Bulls. It's become a thing. It's become a thirty year old thing. What is your preferred NBA starting lineup song? Um, okay, so taking inspiration from the Bulls, where it's like a, that Alan Parsons project song, where it's like it kind of like has a good build at the beginning, and then it just like starts to hit, you know? It's uh, it's like, like a good like, oh, we're getting ready, and we're getting amped, and, and bam, here it comes. Um, so the, for that one, it's uh, Bawit Deba. <laughs> That's pretty great. It's pretty like great. a, wow, man, that one really builds, and then... It hits you with a bunch of <laughs> Bawa de Buzz. <laughs> now I kind of want to go in a scat version. What Red Hat Chili Peppers song is the best scatting? Bawa de Buzz. <laughs> I want to do the uh, Red wait, Hat I, Chili Peppers playing Bawa de Buzz. It's not them, the one where, uh, what's the one where he, he does like a, a bing bong, whatever it's definitely the kind bing bong of breakdown? Song. It's not that one. <laughs> no, it's that one. Uh, that God, it, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't I don't know enough. Oh, uh, all around the world. I, I just know the, which, oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's that's like a, whoo, boy, what are you guys doing? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I'm i trying to think of what the other ones would be where he does like a little scat break, but, um, oh, you know, it's, a, it's not even a, it's not technically a Chili Peppers song, but um, I, this is just for everybody that's listening. Look this up. It's Anthony Kiedis on uh, like a pier in like, uh, like the early 90s, and he does like a rap about how he wants to save wildlife, and he talks about dolphins. Here above land, man has laid his plan, and yes, it does include the Ku Klux Klan. We've got a government so twisted and bent, a bombs, tanks, and guns is how our money is spent. We've got VD heroin, greed, and prostitution, tension, aggravation, Elwin Hubbard solution, not to mention how chemical pollution. If you think a different way, you're in a mental institution, and that's a heartfelt shame. Because everyone's crazy, everyone's the same, so why should only Larry Curly and Moby to blame? 
time now to take you to a different place where peace, love, and whales float the liquid out of space. Go roving and a gliding is graceful as lace, or never losing touch with the ocean's embrace. Diviner than the dolphin, that there is none, cause dolphins just like to have a lot of fun. No one tells them how the life is run, and nobody points at them with a gun. They have a lot of love for every living creature. The smile of a dolphin is a built-in feature. They be moving in schools, but everyone's a teacher. Someday, Mr. Dolphin, I know I'm going to meet you. Is that your NBA starting lineup song, or are you going to stick with Bawa Taba? <laughs> let's, go with, let's go with a Handycam video of Anthony Kiedis uh, rapping about dolphins. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I'll stay in the same lane. I'm going to go with Flea playing the Star Spangled Banner before Kobe Bryant's last game. And now, ladies and gentlemen, to honor the United States of America, please rise, remove your hats for the playing of our national anthem this evening by Flea. Man, wasn't that something special? That was. I think I've referenced that three dozen times in 2019. It's worth it. It was it was fun. And you know what else was fun? I think they gave out, like, I want to say they gave out toys that were supposed to be of Kobe Bryant at that game, and they looked nothing like him. <laughs> That's great. It was like a, give, it was like a giveaway for the, for the night, and it was like, who the fuck is this a toy of? <laughs> this looks like a different man. So speaking uh, of giveaways, yeah. it's our perfect transition to go to baseball. Baseball is meant for walk-up songs, be it for relief pitchers or being for batting. Uh, batting walk-up songs, you need to get to the point very quickly. You have roughly 20 seconds. Uh, Joe, what is your batting walk-up song? Oops, I did it again, uh, Britney Spears. That's good. I like that. Because I think I'd be the kind of baseball player that would be like a little coy. I'd be like, oops, did I just get a single? You know, like, well, that's not uh, that I think, dissimilar from Anthony Rizzo using Taylor Swift's music. What, is, what song does he do? Uh, Bad Blood, I think. Okay. Yeah, I want mine to be like, uh, oops, did I, you know, I, I'm not going to be a home run guy. I know that. I'm, I'm pretty short, you know, I'm not going to be smashing home runs You're like here. a naughty boy, but, though? Yeah, I'm like a little, I'd be a little like, oh, I'd be sneaky. I'd be, I'd have to, you know, I'm not fast either, so I'd have to do some sneaky stuff. And it's a lot of bloops, a lot of, uh, you know, weird hits, a lot of, I'm going to rely on errors. Yeah, let's let's just say it. I'm, I'm I will rely on uh, the infield uh, committing errors. So your oops is so, not yeah. your oops is a literal oops. It's a literal oops. Yes. Wow. I think that makes you a very unique hitter. Yeah, I I, I think that's one of those kind of hitters that you don't see a lot of these days because <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, bad at baseball. All right. Well, maybe you're not yeah, so. You, you great. know, you don't you don't you don't see any more these days. The athletes are just terrible. <laughs> They don't let you do that anymore. <laughs> what is your relief pitcher warm-up? Now, this is a long song. You're going to either take the cart or you're going to walk from the bullpen all the way to the mound, and then you get 20 pitches to warm up. You get the whole song. Maybe it gets played yeah. twice. Most famously, it's probably uh, Mariano Rivera's uh, Enter Sandman, uh, recently played at the White House. What is your relief pitching warm-up song? Um, I, I, I don't know exactly what it would be, but it would definitely be something by Weird Al. One that was so I think, short that they would have to loop, or one that's like seven minutes long. I think I would probably just tell the guy, like, put on some Weird Al, 
Oh, like Dealer's <laughs> Choice. It's got to be Weird yeah, Al. Yeah, Dealer's Choice, Weird Al. I think something silly, something to take the to take the the mood down. You know, like it's a relief pitch situation. I'm like, I don't need any extra stress. I don't need to be hyped up with Enter Sandman or something. Mm-hmm. I want something goofy. I want I want to just be like, hey, we're all just we're all just playing ball here, folks. You know, it's like a that's, child's that would be game. Way, Let's listen to some weird. Yeah, Al. it'd be it'd be way easier for me to uh, to be comfortable if we were listening to something. It like it goes out of its way to be a silly song. I've always enjoyed Weird Al's medleys, so I think I would give oh, it yeah, something like the, like the alternative yeah. polka. So you get like a lot of Weird Al in in a in a small dose. Yeah, the uh, like the yeah the uh, the accordion medley songs were mm-hmm. so, yeah. Also, that, yeah, that would be I string together like all of those. That'd be fun. Yeah. Also, that might throw off the batter because they'll be trying to identify the songs that Weird Al's referencing, but there's so many of them, it's going to be hard to keep up. That's head games, man. And you know, in today's uh, MLB, you, you play the one from like uh, off the deep end, and it's like, oh, that's not even of my era. You know, these players mm-hmm. are so young. You're just like, I don't even know what yeah. what these are. So, so yeah, I think that's a great choice. Thank you so much. I think we're on the same page. This is probably the most fun. It's going to be boxing slash wrestling entrance. This is the one that we're most likely to get in addition to the comedy show because we could always be managers because we're cool dudes. Uh, I I don't think it's... I, I would like to know your opinion for... Or MMA, whatever. Your uh, opinion for the best entrances in those fields. I think that we should mention Mike Tyson coming out to uh, silence and clanking chains. Did you ever watch a Mike Tyson entrance video? <laughs> heavy metal sound that you hear is Mike Tyson about to make his way in, I believe. The sound is deafening here in the arena, so I won't try to yell over it. All I can say is the heavyweight champion is about to make his appearance in the ring. Good for him, man. It's, <laughs> it's very disturbing. Yeah, he's, he, he's that, that stands out. I think that is the best boxing slash MMA entrance song of all time. Uh, silence and clanking chains. And then yeah. I go with the wrestling entrance theme song. I'm going to go classic here. I'm going to go Stone Cold, but not the disturbed version. Oh, no. There's a disturbed version? Oh, it's very bad. And here's a snippet of that. Okay. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> uh, no, I the classic the classic Stone Cold song is uh, that's a, I mean that that that'll pop a crowd unlike anything. What is your Joe McAdam or Joe whatever your name is or whatever your name is? You're you're a wrestler. I'm assuming you're not going to start dabbling in MMA or boxing, but you never know. What is your wrestling entrance theme? Uh, Claire Delune. The uh, classical piece by Claude Debussy. Um, I think it's. I think it's a. I'd definitely be a heel. Um, and you know, you just want to do whatever it's going to take to make people be like, "Oh, fuck you." I'd be the kind of wienery heel. Okay. I used to think that Triple H had the best theme songs because he commissioned Motorhead to write his. But yeah. The l- older I get, the more I realize he was just buying friends, and that's kind of sad. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But also, the songs are like legit good. They play somebody. That's someone's walk up at uh, for the Dodgers. 
Oh yeah, it's time or to play the game. Yeah, there is. I, I, whenever I would, yeah, the one time I was at Dodger Stadium, I definitely hit my wife on the shoulder multiple times, saying, "That's Triple H's song." Yeah, because I when I first heard it, I didn't know that that was um, like a Triple H song. Mm-hmm. I thought because I I was I was I kind of checked out after the era of like the DX era. Oh, yeah, so I didn't. No. I, I was not familiar with it, and I was like, "Oh shit! Like, what is this? Like, I don't know." Because it didn't sound like your typical Motorhead song. It was like a, a little, uh, like, meaty feeling. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> like it had a beefy, really a beefy quick wrestling vibe. There to are it. two different, if not three, different Motorhead Triple H theme songs. There's the time to play That's the game, many. And, then, and then King of Kings. So uh, Lemmy got paid twice. Number uh, one and two. Number three, I might go with my wrestling entrance theme might be the DX band. To my knowledge, I don't know if I'm correct, it's the only time the national anthem was ever booed at a WWF event because it was such a That's bad wild. rendition. Well, is that band just called the DX band? I think it might be. When I was a kid, everyone was like, oh, that's like Rage Against the Machine, man. Yeah. Because of the way that guy like dumb. rap sings. Yeah, because <laughs> we were children. Yeah, it was at, um, they performed America the Beautiful, and uh, <laughs> my favorite clip is uh, Chris Warren, DX Band Live, America the Beautiful, and they have performs in quotes on the YouTube video. Oh, please rise. Here is the D-Generation X Band, led by lead singer Chris Warren, to perform the alternative new wave version of the themes America the Beautiful and our national anthem. So that's just called DX Band. I guess. That's a dumb name. <laughs> Chris Warren Chris Warren Band. Okay, is that like a dude that works for the, the WWF Oh, or no, something? he's dead. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Unless he was bad. <laughs> <laughs> he was no Gary Glitter, I'll tell you that. He died in uh, 2016 <laughs> at age 49. That's too young. Is it? Uh, I mean, I don't know what the lifestyle is of someone that records music for, uh, you know... I'll give you a hint. Mid, you know, 90s wrestling. One of the associated acts with Chris Warren is a band called Meth. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> That's like a real, like, uh, sea murder went to jail for murder kind of thing. Yeah, you don't have to live the gimmick, guys. It's, uh, it's fucking yeah. fake, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's too bad. Yeah. That is sad. Well, it's always good to end on a sad note. Actually, no. Here's the actual answer for all of these things. Oh, yeah. What, what do we get the, the, the official correct answer? I figured it out the other day. It's success by Iggy Pop. Okay. Iggy Pop's success is the... For everything? For every single one of these, it completely works. Because before a comedy show, it's not too, like, intense. They're kind of making fun of the idea that capitalism it works. For a political rally, it's like, hey, we're down in the polls, but fuck it, bro. It's great. It's the exact same reason why when Trump plays... I'm sorry, when the Donald plays, you can't always get what you want. It's kind of perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it, it is a taunting uh, song. 
for an NBA starting lineup, it's long enough to get through the entire lineup. And then by the time we've announced all five, that's the part where there's the fun call and response with the band. For a batter walk-up, you instantly will recognize it after you've heard it one time. For a relief pitcher warm-up, it's once again long enough. And also, you're like Iggy Pop. You're a little unstable. For a wrestling entrance, it's the exact same reason why it's great. If you're a boxer, if you're a professional fighter, you probably are going to hear something super, super intense. Iggy Pop's one of the most intense performers of all time, but this is not an intense song. Therefore, it's perfect. It takes the teeth away. There is no better song for warming up anything than Iggy Pop's success. Hear me out. Uh, the Sanford and Son theme. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> That's better. You're right. How about how about how about that one? <laughs> I was waiting. I thought you were gonna say rock and roll part two. How about rock and roll part three? Uh, <laughs> no, the 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 Sanford Sun song is great. That's a fun one. Uh, they, we when we would do the late live show back in Chicago, that would be like a bit that we would do in the uh, when we were writing it. Would be like okay. Some people got to the writing meeting early, and then every time someone new would walk in, we'd play the Sanford and Son theme song. It's such it's a, it's a perfect like welcome to the welcome to the thing. I would get like it'd be fun to get it like as a like a you know like in a convenience store and you walk in and it dings like that replace the ding with that. That'd be Here's great. Here's the issue with that, and I'm gonna make it sad and serious again. I was on another show on Friday, and it was. Um, Do you ever you know what the Stanford Prison Experiment is? Yes, yeah. It felt like that. It was very, very bad. It wasn't my show. I was just on. I was one of the judges on it. It was really, really bad. And one of the and, and the gimmick is they play a bunch of clips of other comics performing. You, once we're off mic, I'll tell you the show. And uh, the, the they played a bunch of Monique clips, like in a row. And that was like the gimmick, like the Sanford Sun thing. But instead of playing the Sanford Sun thing, they kept playing the exact same Monique clip. But the problem was, uh, there were no black people on the bill, and there was especially no black women on the bill, and the host is a white guy, and the other guy's a white guy, and that kind of comes off as really fucking racist. You know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't, it's not a good look. No. And that's my, like, hesitance with going with Sanford and Son theme for all of these things. Oh, well, that's fair. But it, I think music is different, where it's just like, man, that's just a fun-ass song. <laughs> What a fun song that is. 